Yes. You got this. A hug might be a good. You got this. Come on! You got this! You got this. Dear Jesus. I want to invite you into my heart. Miss Douglas, they're ready for you. I think he needs it. You got this. Welcome to St. Andrew and to our virtual worship for the third Sunday after Pentecost and also Father's Day as we remember and give thanks and honor all the dads among us for their guidance and blessings and love in our lives. Today we also pray for healing of body and soul across our country and around the world during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and for all the opportunities that the gospel gives to us to live out our oneness that God's grace provides among all the races and cultures of this world for our joy in one another and for the glory of God. May God comfort you and give you peace and strength as we worship the Lord today. And we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us pray. Gracious God, have mercy on us. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you, and for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hi everyone. This is a $20 bill. 
Would you like to have this $20 bill? I'm sure you would, because it is valuable. What about this one? This one is wrinkled, it's a little dirty, and it looks older. Would you still want this $20 bill? I bet you would, because it is still valuable. Both the worn and the clean bill have the same value. Sometimes we feel like the worn $20 bill. We feel like we've been beaten up, scrunched up, and kicked around, but we are still valuable to God. God cares for you, and you are special to him, no matter how you feel. The Bible says that even the hair on your head are numbered. You are special to him, and he will always think that you are valuable no matter how you feel. Let's fold our hands, bow our heads, and say a prayer. Dear God, thank you for your love. Help us to remember when we feel like we've been beaten up or kicked around that we are valuable to you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for knowing us. We love you so much. In your name we pray, amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus said to the 12, a disciple is not above the teacher nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, and even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. This is the gospel of the Lord.
Good morning. Uh, I'm so thankful to be here with you, uh, and, and thanks for joining us in worship. Uh, you know, I want to start off by saying uh, Happy Father's Day to all the dads and uncles and grandpas out there and uh, anyone that I may have missed. Uh, you know, I'm so thankful for my father and the presence that he has in my life and uh, the impact he continues to have on me as uh, I continue to learn more from him uh, each and every day. And, you know, I thought that it would be cool to share something with you that I've inherited from my father. Uh, my love of talking. As you probably know by now, I can talk forever, basically. Um, and, uh, you know, I often got in trouble for this in school, as I've told you in sermons before. And in fact, I've recently been told that since my arrival here at St. Andrew, uh, Pastor Mark is no longer known as the pastor who preaches too long. And I want you to know I wear that badge with honor as I'm sure you probably already have realized. Um, but if you want to blame anyone for my love of talking, you can blame my dad. I guess technically you can blame my mom or my dad, but uh, today we'll go with dad. And, you know, um, the reality is I've been told that my parents could talk to dead people because they wouldn't have to say anything and there could still be a conversation. <laughs> but as for my love of talking, uh, I've realized that it's become somewhat of a blessing and a little bit of a curse. Uh, you know, it's a blessing because I get to do this. I get to preach and to share the good news, to, to talk about the gospel and all that Jesus has to say for us. But uh, it's also a curse because, well, I have not always been well-versed in the practice of thinking before I speak. As you can imagine, this hasn't exactly made my dad too happy. Uh, it's even fair to say that it's caused some tension between us in the past. Uh, and, you know, uh, I've realized that, thankfully, we've been able to resolve any sort of tension. But there's a reality that in any sort of family or relationship with another person, when you're kind of that close to people, there's just this sense of tension. Or there's always the opportunity for tension. And it seems fitting that in our text for today, we hear a little bit about a different kind of tension, a tension that happens in the closeness of relationships, but it's a tension that Jesus is talking about. And in fact, it's one that he says he's going to bring. But uh, what's important is we need to hear and remember why this tension is going to happen, especially in the midst of families. Um, hear what Jesus has to say. Uh, beginning at verse 34, he says this, Do not think I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. As one's foes will be members of one's own household. So as I was reading through this lesson, uh, you know, I was talking to Pastor Mark and I said, man, I've got all these ideas on what I might say or what I'm thinking. And he said, yeah, I've preached that one before. Have fun, though. And, you know, we kind of laugh because uh, it's almost a little comical that on a day when a lot of people happen to be celebrating fathers, uh, the text for today is talking about Man going against their fathers and daughters going against their mothers and uh, households going against one another. Uh, it almost sounds a little bit like what's been going on in the pandemic now that we're in, I don't know, week 14 now. Uh, but I digress. Uh, see, our text talks about this and it's very important to hear this text in the context of what Jesus is trying to say. Uh, see, because when we hear it in that context, Jesus' message for us today makes a little bit more sense. See, going back to Matthew chapter 10, at the beginning, oh, we find out that 
what's going on here is Jesus is telling his disciples about what it's going to be like when they go out into the world. Uh, He's getting ready to send them out uh, to go preach and to teach the things that he has been preaching and teaching them. And he wants them to to know what to expect. Uh, He's setting the expectations for them of what it's going to be like when they go try to call out the lost sheep of Israel and, and they go to try to do the things that he has told them and taught them to do. As he sets these expectations, Jesus is now telling them exactly what might happen. And uh, here are just some of the things that Jesus wants his disciples to expect as they go out uh, on mission with him. In verse 16, Jesus says, See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. In verses 21 and 22, he says, Brother will betray brother to death. And a father, his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And in verse 28, Jesus says, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And finally, those verses I read just a little while ago, 34 to to 36, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will become members of one's own household. Man, don't those verses just inspire you to want to go beyond mission with Jesus? Don't you feel good about going out into the world knowing that you're going to set brother against father and, and son against father and daughter against mother and in-laws against sons? I mean, in your own household, there's going to be a lot of division and tension. No, that, that's not inspiring. Um, you know, I can't tell you how the disciples felt, but I can tell you how it makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, reading that this is what's going to happen, that these are what things we should expect as disciples of Jesus. It's, it's unsettling. It's honestly a, a little uh, remarkable that this is what's going to happen um, because far often we don't even consider these types of possibilities when we talk about being disciples of Jesus. Um, hearing these is not exactly what any of us have in mind when we think about what Jesus has in store for us as his disciples. That's the thing. Jesus wants his disciples to know exactly what to expect. The reality is that these are things that happen to those who call themselves followers of Jesus. And the truth is, even though uh, we have been told what to expect, we don't always do a good job living in light of these realities. Uh, See, we want the glory and the joy of being a disciple of Jesus, but we often shy away from the harsher realities, from the things that we have been told to expect, and the tension that comes with these harsh experiences. Sometimes uh, we avoid the tough conversations in our lives in order to not be disliked or to not be hated. Uh, And other times uh, we shy away from issues that don't directly impact us, but certainly clearly impact our neighbors, our loved ones. And And we get comfortable 
causing division amongst others, but not because of sharing the message of Jesus. Rather, we get comfortable sharing a message of division because we think that we are right, because we think we know what to say. And in fact, there are even some of us who are willing to twist and turn the words of Jesus so that we create this sort of division that we think Jesus would have done. But that's wrong. See, uh, that is missing the mark. That is part of our sinful nature. And that is certainly not what Jesus wants. See, when Jesus talks about not bringing peace or setting a man against his father, he is telling us what we should expect in the world, but not what we should be doing. And Jesus knows this from his firsthand experience. Just think about all the things that Jesus was actually doing. Uh, He was going around and caring for the sick and the needy. He was telling strangers that he loved them. He was healing those with illnesses of all kinds, uh, casting out demons from the very souls of people. He was spending time with the outcasts and those who were least likely to be loved. And he was doing all these things that were so countercultural to what people expected. He was loving his neighbor in such pure and unapologetic ways that people weren't even sure how to deal with it, and yet that is how he lived his life, and that is what he wants his disciples to do, to follow his greatest commandment, to love one another just as he loves us, to love our neighbors. In fact, it's this love of the neighbor that would cause Jesus to be arrested and betrayed, and eventually lead to his death on the cross. And what's so amazing is that even as he is hanging there on the cross, Jesus is still loving his neighbor. He continues to love those people that have put him on the cross, the people that he is dying for. While he's on the cross, he says those words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Jesus loves his neighbor and continues to love his neighbor. And thankfully, we know that his story does not end in death, but rather it continues on in his glorious resurrection and in his ascension, which we recently celebrated, and one day with his return to restore us to new life, to fulfill the promises of his great love for us, this promise of eternal life with him. The reality is that Jesus' message for his disciples back then and for us today is that we now know what to expect as his followers. The master was rejected. The teacher was killed. We who are his servants, his students, should expect nothing less. But in the face of these things, in the face of these expectations, we do not lose heart and we do not have fear. Because we have a heavenly Father who is watching over us, who is protecting us. And so we can go out and share the message of Jesus with confidence. Share this message and do, literally act on this great love that Jesus called us to share. So what does that look like for us? Uh, well, uh, it's kind of like it was for Jesus. It's countercultural. It's doing things that people around you aren't going to expect. 
It's loving the things and valuing the things that our Heavenly Father loves and values. Seeing each one of us as a beloved child of God, seeing your neighbor as someone that God loves, that Jesus has called you, therefore, to love. We love and value those who are suffering, whether directly or indirectly, from the pandemic. We love and value those who are suffering, whether directly or indirectly, from social injustice and from racial injustice. We love and value those who are suffering indirectly or directly from all that might be happening in their lives right now. We love our neighbors with the fullness of our hearts, the way that Jesus loves us. And as Pastor Mark said so beautifully last week, as we are enlivened by the Holy Spirit, we ask God to pour out this Holy Spirit, to pour out this Holy Spirit of love upon us so that we may go and pour it out upon others, that we may share this great love that Jesus has for us, this love that conquers all things, this love that has conquered death, in Jesus that conquers death and the grave and rises up to new life. This great love that we have now been called to share. It's the same life-giving, world-changing love that Jesus has for me and for you. And it's a love that lasts into eternity. So let us go out and continue to share it, knowing what to expect in the face of it. And to not be afraid, but to take heart in God's comfort and God's promises. Knowing that we are loved. That you are loved. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God has made us his people through our baptism into Christ Jesus. Living together in trust and in hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us come before the Lord in prayer, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. God our Father, we bless you for your abiding presence in every calm and storm. We acknowledge your faithfulness and love for us and pray that in the conflicts and threats we face in body and soul, you would shower the healing love of Christ upon us and on our nation. Bring us to repent of all sins against you and against our sisters and brothers throughout the human family, that we may live in peace, justice, and harmony for your glory above all, and also for the hope and joy of the whole human race. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with those who have a special need for your presence in these days, including those who are sick, grieving, lonely, 
or suffer from persecution or prejudice, homelessness, hunger, and all forms of injustice. Bear them up that they may know that your love is forever and how deeply you treasure all your children. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless and guide all fathers and all who care for others with a father's love for whom we give you our thanks this day. Send your peace and joy into every home and bring healing to families that are divided that they may know your reconciliation and grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those who labor continuously for peace and justice, health and healing, and all who carry heavy burdens, that we may be delivered from fear, preserved from unbelief, and kept within your heart forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you, O God, for your goodness in hearing the prayers of your people and granting us confidence to approach your throne of mercy. Hear us now in the name and for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. In our worship today, we gave thanks for our fathers and for the blessings that they have been to us and are to us still. We also prayed for an end to racial injustice and for an end to suffering in the ongoing pandemic. But before we close our worship today, I also want you to know that tomorrow, June 22nd, is the first anniversary of the ordination of Nicholas Obed Gonzalez into the ministry of Jesus Christ. I am quite sure my brother Nick could not have remotely imagined all that his first year of ministry would be like, but we are very thankful that the Holy Spirit has led Nick and Lauren to us, and we wish them a very happy and blessed first anniversary as we close our worship today with a song that was offered at the installation of Pastor Gonzalez as our associate pastor last summer, With Our Love in Christ Alone.
I do want to say thank you to the musicians who have uh, given praise to God in this uh, service and on this day of new beginning. And Nick, all I got to say to you is after this, you better stay here a very, very long time. <laughs>